Hello and welcome to The Worst Movie Ever Made, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to find the worst movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Ackman, joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci. I'm Bob Hasek. Hey guys, how are you? And doing this, why are we? <laughs> All right, so, um, <laughs> you know, new Better Call Saul last night, new Bill Burr special dropped on uh, Netflix today, new South Park hour-long Paramount Plus feature tomorrow. And, you know, I'll catch South Park, but I had to skip the other two things because I had to watch The Phantom Menace. <laughs> so that's what I mean, that's what we're doing. Why we're doing it, I don't know. But maybe Bob has an answer. My how I'm doing is I'm working on like a 24 hour migraine right now. And guess what I was doing 24 hours ago? Having a migraine? Watching this movie. OK, <laughs> I think that's a good trigger. Yeah, yeah, that's a good trigger. I think I it did it. So much yeah, I I felt like trash uh, since I finished the the movie this morning. So yeah, yeah. Not Let's good. do some bad reviews and just get into it. We've got a yeah. lot to talk about. Sure. Uh, Charles Taylor at Salon gave it a fifty on Metacritic. Star Wars fans deserve better. Uh, right. Tom Poe of Film dot com thirty says it's a complete drag. Okay. Robert Horton, also a 30 from film.com. Computer technology may be the actual Phantom Menace after all. (laughs) And then I saved this one for last because those three were quick. Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle says the entire film is curiously soulless. With major Mm -hmm. characters making their entrances and exits, some of which are unexpectedly final, as if they were breezing in from some other screening next door. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. YouTube comments, buddy? Yeah, um, a lot of praise, and I'll get into that when I finish this. Um, number no. one, the hype for this movie was more powerful than anyone could have imagined. Not a positive or a negative, but it's, it's a statement for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, oh boy, I can sure tell that Jar Jar Binks guy is going to be amazing. So that's pretty good. <laughs> because like, this, this comment was made like three months ago. So yeah, <laughs> just knowing that makes it funny. Yeah. Um, this one, I, maybe you guys can explain to me. It's a quote. So, quote, every generation has a legend, end quote. And then it's attributed to Star Wars Episode 1 and 9. Hmm. It's a joke, I think. But I don't, I, I didn't get it. I don't get okay. it. I, I um, don't. And then, I was only five when Star Wars premiered in 1977. The original trilogy was a huge part of my childhood. After watching Episode 1 at the theater, I was in shock and couldn't speak. The first words I uttered were... Man, the movie sucked. Little did I know that it's nothing compared to the non-canon woke fest from Kathleen Kennedy and the evil empire known as Disney. Okay. Wow. Fair. Wow. Fair. Um, and then over, overwhelmingly, there were a lot of comments going, you know, people, people just like, they, they listen to the tastemakers and the critics and they form their opinion before seeing it. And like, it's not, I was 12 when this came out with like limited internet. Like, yeah. I, I walked out of it going, huh. And yeah, I remember being disappointed because no it one kind of told me to feel or think that. And I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there right now because like it wasn't okay. outside influence. It's like it just wasn't good to me. Well, let's let's do this now. I, yeah. I think that the uh, the new three Star Wars movies from Disney are are underrated because uh, the masses seem to think for some reason that they're really horrible. Yeah, they're not as good as the original trilogy. Uh, yeah. They're not as bad as the 2000s era trilogy, in my opinion. Yeah, it's 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 the redemption. It's it's 
they did irreversible damage, I think, with the, yeah. the pools. And it's like, no matter what you do after to redeem yourself, it's like, well, no, you did that, though. So um, I, th- I think I think also that there's some element of protecting the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, like once the idea was out, like the cat was out of the bag with the, the trilogy in the 2000s, yeah. that it's not going to um, it's not going to uh, achieve the level of the original yeah. three. Everyone started hating on it and in a protective kind of way, like, oh, my God, the first three yeah. was so much better. So anything that was going to come out after that, people are like, well, you know, you, you cannot make a legendary uh, franchise out of this anymore. Yeah. It's like already been made. So let's just hate on whatever comes next. Well, I'll go on record and say I'm completely, completely impartial to Star Wars. Like I could take it yeah. or leave it. And I still feel strongly about the prequels, like just sucking um, as movies. So, yeah, they they do take that information and do with it what you will. Bob, you got any thoughts on this uh, undercurrent of uh, Disney hate that we're kind of. I mean, a little bit only because I, I grew up with the original. I saw Jedi in the theater for like my ninth birthday or something like that. And then when the prequel came out, uh, I was just married and my wife took me to it to see it. And I was I was like, I'm sorry you wasted money to take me to see that because it was not very good. <laughs> and when the new ones, when the new ones start coming out, I didn't watch them because I, I mean, I, I have a fondness for the originals, but I'm not a fanboy and I'm not uh, I'm not a, a, a what do you call that? The uh, uh, I can't a franchise. I'm not a franchise guy. Right. Okay. I, don't, I don't I don't hook on franchises. But I yeah. also know exactly what the new ones did. They pandered. They pandered to the fans, just like yeah. all the comic book movies do now. And mm-hmm. I, um, I'm not into the pandering because I, I don't want to watch the movie and then say, "Oh, that's exactly what I wanted to see." I want to see something original, yes. and I'm, I'm not going to. So, yeah, I so think that's, that's why. The, the, I think the Disney hate is because of the pandering. Yeah, yeah, but the, the prequels pander as well, and and I'm going <laughs> to talk about that in in uh, Phantom Menace, but. Um, yeah, a, a new a new hope was uh, what was the name of the first Disney um, reboot? Do you the guys Force remember? Awakens. The Force Awakens. That yeah. was a car- carbon copy of a New Hope, which yeah. it was like watching The Hangover Two, which yeah. was problematic. It, it was ki- it was it was not refreshing, but it was it was familiar. Uh, it was comfortable, and it was enough for them to get the green light. They probably had the green light already to make yeah. uh, the Last Jedi. And The Last Jedi, I thought, was pretty good. I actually really okay. enjoyed it. And we can talk about that some other time. Maybe on the Empire Strikes Back episode. Uh, say we do that next week. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, the third one was very disappointing for, um, you know, spoiler, the Emperor comes back again. It was just like, mm-hmm. way to ruin everything. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. The, the second of the three uh, was pretty good, I thought. Anyway, um, we're we're gonna have to uh, keep it moving unless you guys have anything yeah. else you want to add before I nah. jump to test number one, the worst of its kind. Is this film the best of the worst or the worst of its kind? Okay, speaking of which, The Empire Strikes Back with Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Harrison Ford. Blah blah blah. Ninety four percent. Fair. Carrie I should throw that name out there too. It's a fun. It's a fun action adventure sci-fi fantasy for kids it's excellent yeah rogue one actually was really good too um i have thoughts on that as well uh shout out kev our uh our guest on the, the pod who wants to come back by the way guys we gotta okay. have him soon. um 
Felicity Jones on that one, 84%. Okay. So notice mm. something here. Um, the competition is, is pretty stiff so far. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the next one, Jurassic Park. By the way, I definitely am never selective um, yeah. when choosing these. Right. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. That was a 92. Okay. Wow. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was another suggestion with Chris Hemsworth. 93. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and The Return of the King with Viggo Mortensen. Uh, oh, wow. You know, that huge cast. Uh, 93 as well. Look at these movies okay. they threw at me because they were expecting The Phantom Menace to live up to the site. And yeah. it probably did uh, just about as well as the box office, which might be one of the reasons why I get yeah. the suggestions I get. Uh, at any rate, The Phantom Menace came in. Um, well, let's go with the average first. 91.2. Mm-hmm. What do you guys wow. think the Phantom Menace got on Rotten Tomatoes? I think higher than what I would expect because there's been a lot of retconning and different like fan theories that kind of make oh, it more than what it was supposed to be or was. So yeah. I, I bet you has got like a 45. Yeah, I was That's thinking good. in the 40s. I'll, I'll go with 50. You guys are on the money. It got a 51. Okay. Uh, for a negative 40.2%, <laughs> and it's the worst of its kind. That's a big okay. score. Big I can live score with and, and deservedly so. So uh, yeah. we have that. I've already put it down, so we'll jump to test number two, the bot pitch. The worst movie ever made presents the latest in cutting edge artificial intelligence technology. The bot pitch. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is a robot telling us the plot of Phantom Menace. We're going to see uh, how well they do, and then we're going to decide okay. if we would make that movie. Here we go. Frank <laughs> has been born with a magic power that it transfers to his ideas. He accidentally put his talent in the wrong idea, <laughs> the wrong magic. The superpower is freezing people apart from Frank. Laser swords as only equalizing forces against Frank's power. When he was five years old, he postponed the world. Now he's 18 and it is gone again. <laughs> Earth, is, Earth is no longer a place worth saving. A, a voice speaks out to him with the authority of a computer. <laughs> Controls him and sends him away on an escape pod amid the debris and loneliness of dying space stations. When a zombieism type disease transforms innocent people into bloodthirsty monsters, Frank crawls, Frank crawls his way out of the death trap after he gets bitten and kills his friends. <laughs> Dazed, starving, and confused about life, he grabs a silver headband for saving lost children, but he needs food and water first. Here, demons walk among children who are desperate for food while others are injected with straws and walked off to a city in the sky with the, majestic, uh, the majesty of golden roofs and the brilliance of a forest made of leaves. He sees with, uh, this with short-distance vision before light licks right through him again. <laughs> Nearby is an old couple who give him food and water, 
while they discuss if they should leave or stay, since they have enough provisions to last them one more year. The old man consults with corpses to see if it's safe to leave, which <laughs> seems weird. <laughs> Under the condition that we adapt this into a musical biography of Elon Musk, I will make it and give it three and a half stars. <laughs> okay. Bob, that's quite a condition. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what I just heard. Um, I, I, I swear the bot was fed actual Star Wars keywords. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, we did get a skate pod. I saw that. Yeah, what, and, and I don't think laser swords. Laser swords yeah. is actually yeah. They said that in the movie, so I put that in there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give that a three star rating, and I'm not gonna make it. Okay, it's out three there. and three point five, giving it a three point two five. Yeah, but uh, we were. I guess I'm not gonna make it either. Uh, I'm the tiebreaker. Fair. I, I mean, I had a very specific can, wind condition, so I'm okay with that. I, I don't know that we can uh, make a feature length film and not seven to uh, encompass yeah. that entire <laughs> storyline. So yeah. uh, we're not going to make it, though. That's weird. 3.25, okay. but we're not making it. Yeah. All right. We'll see how that stacks up against uh, the pop pitch for Cyborg sure. as we move on to test number three, the worst dialogue. Worst movie ever made presents the worst dialogue ever made. Here again, I am met with the struggle of how how to select just ten lines. Uh, mm-hmm. This happens to me more often than not. Although last week it was how do I find ten lines? Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna have a, a lengthy discussion as to which is worse. Starting with number ten, and this is Mace Windu. At the very end, says uh, to Yoda, there's no doubt the mysterious warrior was a Sith. Yoda says, always two, there are no more, no less, a master and apprentice. Windu says, but which was destroyed, the master or the apprentice? Giving you the clear, uh, you know, cliffhanger yeah. Head into yeah. uh, episode two, which is annoying enough on its own. But if you think about it, um, it's also canon that Darth Maul survives. I don't know if you guys yeah. know that. Um, so with that in mind, should there then be no Vader because he's the new apprentice? Because Darth yeah. Maul is still technically a Sith, which makes all three of them Siths, which can't happen according to Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I didn't know he was still alive. Yeah, I think there's yeah. something. Um, I feel like he's mentioned in a Han Solo movie or something. Um, that I, I, he has like a a gang or something like that. But there, there's also like a book with Darth Maul like survives somehow. It's it's true that he survives. So I've I've read something about it, but have never cared enough to explore further. So I'll take your word on that. That's fair. Um, just led me to a logical inconsistency in my head. But that's why it's number 10 yeah. and not number 9, where Annie says, Are you an angel? And Padme says, What? Annie? An angel. I heard that the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. 
They live on the moons of Viego, I think. <laughs> this uh, one, unnecessary details. Two, um, wow, that's cheesy. I get that you're 10. Yeah. Three, setting up the um, budding romance between the 10-year-old and the, uh, what is she, 17-year-old? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. creepy, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. But also, like, you know, I said it first, but super cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 um, we're going to talk about it very soon. But their um, romantic dialogue through the course of the three movies mm-hmm. is um, written by someone like the South Park guy that has to clear the chips off of his shoulder. Yeah. South Park bingo card. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to move on to number eight. C3PO. I beg your pardon. What do you mean, naked? And then R2 goes, right? And Mm -hmm. C3PO says, my pods are showing. My goodness. Oh, yeah. So annoying. (laughs) Extremely annoying. Super pathetic comedy writing. There's more of that to come. But first, we will hit our first clip of the night in Doesn't Compute. Ambassador to the Supreme Chancellor. I'm taking these people to Coruscant. Where are you taking them? To Coruscant. Coruscant, uh, that doesn't compute. Oh, wait, uh, under arrest. Uh, fairly human <laughs> sarcasm out of that robot there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, also, should he not have uh, heard and scanned, understood the Coruscant uh, request from Qui-Gon to begin with? Yeah, yeah. Qui Gon's like, we're taking them to Coruscant, and he's like, uh, where? <laughs> like, is this a plane <laughs> or just some dude at the DMV? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Liam Neeson, like annoyed, is like to Coruscant. That's <laughs> like I just, yeah. I just said that to you. Uh, man, so much foreshad- foreshadowing in this dialogue. I'm going to move to number yeah. six to do some more uh, voice acting for you guys, because I'm, I'm really killing right. it. Yeah, Padme. Killing it. Padme. I don't need this to remember you by Annie. When we get to the capital, many things will change, but my care for you will not. Annie says back, I care for you, too. This is more, uh. more cheesy romance dialogue between a child and uh, a, a, a recent high school graduate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, number five. Jar Jar. He has just arrived uh, in the Gungan City after having been va- uh, banished. Mm-hmm. And he says to the guy riding, like, you know, a, a land mammal, somehow that they, they, like, were able to drag into their underwater city. Uh, he says, Captain uh, Tapos, Misa back. Tapos says, no again, Tarjar. You saw in big doo-doo this time. Yeah. That, I, I okay, so I wanna I wanna breach the subject of what the what the Gungan issue is, because we're supposed to think they're stupid, right? I, I don't know. Is it is it to that or is are we supposed to think they have a language that's modeled after English, but they just say Misa Yusa? Yeah. yeah, that's the problem is like, I mean, 
Wait, well, there, there's more land that we can traverse here that I'd rather not at the moment. Um, but it, yeah, it, it does seem like they modeled their. But where in in the history of anything has there been a language that was like literally modeled after another language? Like they all uh, kind of evolved the same way that you know biology uh, evolution yeah. occurs. You know, it reminds me of. Have you ever heard of pigeon? No. It's like a Jamaican dialect that, like, it's like broken English, but it's very Jar Jar Binksy. Um, if you yeah, go, like, this BBC. is the land com, that I'm trying to. Yeah. Play. <laughs> I'm just saying, for, go to BBC.com and they have pigeon translations that you could read yourself for any article and just, okay. just do it. Yeah, maybe that's, that's maybe that was their source material and they didn't realize yeah. the problems. Wink, 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 yeah. wink. Test number six. Wink, wink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right, that, right, right, that, right, right. That they, that they would incur doing so. Uh, <laughs> let's get a couple more clips. We've got a bunch sure. tonight because this movie fucking sucks. And this yeah. one's called Boom Pow. Hi, Dom. Sorry. Pusa, are you, sir? I'm Padme. Misa Jaja Binks. You're a Gungan, aren't you? Uh huh. How'd you end up here with us? My long no. Me said day starting pity oaky day with the brisky morning munching, then boom! Getting very scared and grabbing that Jedi and pow! Me said here. Huh. Me said getting very, very scared. I remember a very specific edit of this clip. It was like a Burger King commercial or whatever fast food franchise like did the like Star Wars toys. Okay. And it's, he goes, Misa Jodger Binks. And he goes, I'm the comic relief. Like, they actually say it. <laughs> he introduces himself. And it was like, I'll never find it. It was like a Burger King commercial from like 1998 or something like that. Oh, but man. Goes, Misa Jodger Binks, I'm the comic relief. And I, I can't unhear it every time I hear him say that. <laughs> I am desperate to see that. Uh, yeah, I'll find it. We got to find it. He, he, like, that's what that scene was, right? It's a 30 second little clip of him just speaking his jar jargon mm-hmm. and uh, coin that. That's going in the write-up, right? Jargon, I'm writing the down right now. Yeah. Jargon's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's all that was. Was I think we were supposed to be like rolling on the floor after that clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you also just real quickly? Have you seen like the the footage, like the behind the scenes footage of like um, George Lucas, like talking to the animators about how he's supposed to walk, and like you know he's, no. he's, like, he's a good doughy, like center heavy guy, and he's like doing the yeah. whole like. He's gonna look like he's doing like <laughs> arm flapping and stuff, and it's fucking incredible. <laughs> I that's another thing. Okay, so I'm writing myself a little. I've got a list uh, of shit I'll send you guys thing. because I'm not a Star Wars fan, but like I've collected like weird things from this franchise that I just like that are <laughs> fucking hysterical. And there's a lot of cringe material here that's yeah. really funny. Uh, Burger King edit and Lucas uh, Jar Jar walk. I'm writing. Yeah, and write down red letter. Write down Red Letter Media if you guys haven't seen that, because that's amazing. It's a very specific. I'm familiar with Red Letter Media. Uh, They they do a three-hour takedown of episode one. Like we're about to do. Yeah. Uh, All right. Here, here, let's throw it to another clip. Uh, This one's called Science. And uh, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm uh, taking over with my uh, hate for (laughs) certain things here. I'm, I'm really sorry. Take it away. Counter-divergence in the Force. A virgence, you say? 
located around a person? A boy. The cells have the highest concentration of midichlorians I have seen in a life form. It is possible he was conceived by the midichlorians. You refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. You believe it's this boy? I don't presume to. But you do. Revealed your opinion is. I request the boy be tested, Master. Oh? Trained as a Jedi, you request for him. Hmm? Finding him was the will of the Force. I have no doubt of Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. In the interest of keeping this brief. Yeah. We are faced with the prophecy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, um, the Shmi's uh, conceiving, um, nurturing, birthing a child uh, mm-hmm. given to her by the seeds of the Metachlorians themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. This sounds like a particular religion. That sounds like <laughs> yes. a bunch of other religions that I've mm-hmm. heard of before. Uh, making that unoriginal, but also, what? Because yeah. <laughs> Metachlorians are things that live inside your cells, so they all like sperm together in those cells and then shot yeah. it down to her ovaries? Like, what, what happened there? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, they said it right there, Chris. It's, that's pretty cut and dry. Shit, maybe that didn't deserve <laughs> to be on the worst dialogue list then. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go to some comedy, uh, some some comedic relief here at number two with Jar Jar. Uh, mm. I'll do this one myself. He's walking through the. Um, where are they? What's the um, what's the planet? I don't remember. It's where they find Anakin. Um, Tatooine. The, oh, Tatooine. Oh. oh, it is still at Tatooine. Okay, I should have known yeah. that. So they're walking the like um, village streets, so to speak, the dusty, yeah. uh, sandy village streets. Of Tatooine and, and Jar Jar has an incident where he he's he's debating on um, whether or not he wants to run back to the ship. It seems, and he says, "This is very bad." And then squelch, he steps in poop, and then he goes, "Oh, icky goo!" Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. This I forgot is, that happened until I saw it again yesterday. Oh, yeah. This is uh, the level of comedy writing that they were able to uh, yeah. deliver for us. He steps in poop and then calls it icky goo. And uh, I know that's, that's short and maybe undeserving, but for me that um, I felt like punching my phone because that was yeah. the medium that I was watching the movie through. Uh, I don't know about you guys. 22 years in the making and that's what they can come up with. That's like the new tool album that came out after 13 years of nothing. And you're like, that's it. Like, that's the best you could fucking do. <laughs> Like we all, like we, all, we were all sitting here counting down, and you're going to disappoint us like that. So you're saying, like, all together, the tracks make an icky goo on the new uh, yeah. album? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, hey, um, I never do the, the, the number one. Uh, it's always a clip, so let's hit it with a drum roll. Here we go. I always forget what... There we go. Symbiosis. All right. Midichlorians are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. They live inside me. Inside your cells, yes. 
And we are symbionts with them. Symbionts? Life forms living together for mutual advantage. Without the midichlorians, life could not exist, and we would have no knowledge of the Force. They continually speak to us, telling us the will of the Force. When you learn to quiet your mind, you'll hear them speaking to you. I don't understand. With time and training, Annie, you will. You will. Again, they are trying to make the audience understand what a midichlorian is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It, it it what it is is the death of magic and the introduction of junk science in its place. The reason that yeah. this that the, the original uh, trilogy it was so inspiring, I think, was that any one of the three of us might be force sensitive. One of us could be a Jedi. Yeah, it was. He had a it, natural it, it, inclination. And through discipline, like self-love and like this Zen state of mind, you could become these things. And this way you're born with it. You have it. The end. Yeah. You are yeah. you are um you're the quarterback who happened to be born with a, a, a stocky frame and a handsome face. Yeah. According to the your your genetic count of Metachlorians, that's what uh makes a Jedi. So you just have to be right. lucky genetically. Yeah. It, and um, specifically on this clip, uh, Jake Lloyd's uh, Anakin character is the audience, right? Yeah. He's giving us the opportunity for Qui-Gon to once again explain to us what midichlorians are. Mm -hmm. um, because the Star Wars new franchise reboot is desperate for us to understand this for some reason. Yeah, right. Um, and then Jake Lloyd, at the end of Qui-Gon's explanation says, as the rest of the audience does, I don't understand. <laughs> I think, you think they were going to, like, try launching an energy drink, like a, a Star Wars brand, like Metachlorian, like Red Bull or something, and then, like, yeah. they, they couldn't get it canned or something, and they're like, all right, let's just scrap that and move on. If you really want to knock her out, here's some Metachlorian yeah. form. Yeah. <laughs> I would put no marketing past this uh, franchise. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to do some more clippage because this yep. movie deserves it. Mm -hmm. Test number four, the worst acting. Test number four, the worst acting. Naturally, we'd use the Catwoman thing for this one. Whoop da doop da, Annie. <sighs> yep. Jar Jar, huh? keep away from those energy binders. 
if your hand gets caught in the beam, it's gonna go numb for hours. My all right, next clip. Make it stop. <laughs> okay, but uh, I warn you, <laughs> it doesn't get any better. Uh, next yeah. one's Queen Amidala. All right, here we go. I am Queen Amidala. Huh? This is my decoy, my protection, my loyal bodyguard. I'm sorry for my deception, but it was necessary to protect myself. Although we do not always agree, Your Honor, our two great societies have always lived in peace. The Trade Federation has destroyed all that we have worked so hard to build. If we do not act quickly, all will be lost forever. I ask you to help us. No, I beg you to help us. We are your humble servants. Can you are greater than the Gungans? <laughs> Me salikans. Maybe we being friends. <laughs> Uh, would you elect an official? Like, imagine, imagine a, a politician. I mean, in today's America, maybe. But we, it's we lost Howard. We lost Howard Dean over a bia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine a guy like every three times a speech is just like, <laughs> like yeah. in the of making a point. Um, but yeah, I, I actually think Natalie Portman, maybe it's by design, is super flat. And and one thing that we uh just comes to mind here that we haven't necessarily discussed uh in any length is when a scriptwriter leaves the actor with a spot where they have to act like they had the thought midstream. Mm-hmm. And this never goes well. Um so it's like dialogue that's written that's cut off. Um so like it's like uh Johnny is like Bobby, I can't believe you didn't meet me at the park. Come to think of it, you never... You didn't meet me at the ice cream shop the other day. You know, like, cuts himself off. Yeah. Never sounds real. Right. Never, yeah. ever sounds real. Uh, but it's it's a, a minor infraction here, but uh, Natalie Portman's character is tasked with saying, we beg you to help, or we ask you to help us, and then she says, no, we beg you to help us. But yeah. the there's no... Um, I just had that thought. It was very like I had this script written for me, which this was mm-hmm. supposed to be like her improv. I don't know. Dead flat. What's your guys thought um, on Natalie Portman's performance here? It could have been anybody playing Amadala. Yeah, that's the thing. Like she is super talented and she did not bring it or they didn't let her bring it. I don't know. 
Was was it Natalie Portman that did the song with the Lonely Island where she's like super vulgar and like rapping? I don't know. Well, I, I think know. they're funny, but I I didn't follow yeah. them. Like, if it's her, like I know she could belt it and like be funny and charismatic, and like I know they're going for like a diplomatic figurehead here, but she could yeah. have had like I, I I know she has something in her to do more than that. She definitely does. I've seen yeah. enough movies outside of the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, to know that she she has it. Yeah, she's really good. But uh, let's move to our next clip called uh, Pod Racing. Okay, so his his absolute lack of concern for his own survival when escaping the ship that he's inside of yeah. that is currently exploding is a problem for me. But mm-hmm. also, as I've detailed, I don't like kid actors, and Jake Lloyd does not uh, make the leap like a Dakota Fanning does outside yeah. of the bubble of child actors. There are a few, like mm-hmm. Haley Joel Os- uh, Osmond, is it? Yeah. With a TV, uh, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in the uh, Sixth Sense, you know, there, there are kid actors that do a fantastic job. Jake Lloyd is not one of them. Sorry, you're just not. He's terrible yeah, in this no. movie. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, and I... The, the fact that he's like, oh, this is pod racing. And then he's like, woo! Like, he just, he just like, kind of ended the war, you know? Yeah. Not enough. Everybody involved, even, even R2. Just terrible. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> even R two. So so power, power Rangers. Um, Saban's Power Rangers. The all the all the action scenes were from a different show that was filmed in Japan, like a live action yes. like fighting show. And all all the American scenes, like with the teenagers, were shot on a separate sound sound stage, yes. and then they, they voiced it over. They're in the Megazords. They're literally just like probably sitting at my desk with a camera in front of them, and like maybe a green yeah. screen. And right. it's way more exciting. Like just whoa, and like just like they're getting rattled, and like you, it's somewhat convincing. Yeah, nineteen ninety three Power Rangers, and like this was like they had like it's got to be tough acting in front of a green screen to a certain extent, but you'd think they'd do better. It is tough to act in front of a green screen uh, when you're a terrible child actor, for sure. Yeah, there have been so many good child actors in every decade. So how did they cast this kid? I just I just don't understand it. Because he's nep- cute. Nepotism. Probably. That's right. 
He was, Probably. He was George Lucas's nephew or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in, uh, this is not the first movie that we have done as a podcast where Jake Lloyd was featured. Really? Yeah, really. really. What's the first? Jingle All the Way. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he is Arnold's son. Uh, yeah, no, you're He right. is also bad in that. He's not. He's that unremarkable, I didn't remember. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, all right, let's do our last clip for the worst acting. This one's uh, much shorter, guys. Okay. So don't worry, we're not going to make you suffer. Let's hit it with It's Working. That's it. That ruined the movie for me. The first view. <laughs> <laughs> that right there is when I decided that I was uh, no longer a fan of Star Wars. Um, yeah. I threw out all my action figures. I burned yeah. my, uh, you know, posters and my penis because I was so mad. Yeah. Huh. Ouch. Uh, Rob, you want to do your ad read? Yeah, speaking of burning penises, uh, today's episode of The Worst Movie Ever Made is brought to you by repeatedly slamming your dick in the car door to distract yourself from the <laughs> grueling, hellish, tedious, Gordian knot of a ramshackle affair that you call life. Is school a bummer? Pulverize your penis. Work got you down? Thrash your toodle. Does your weekly passion project have you earmarking time to watch The Phantom Menace instead of the new Better Call Saul and South Park feature on Paramount Plus? Then drag your ding-dong straight to the Cutlass Sierra and start bashing your bits and balls. Bonus points if you get the tip caught in the lock mechanism smashing your dick in the car door because at this point you're just begging for it <laughs> wow how about how about that serendipity trip? right <laughs> Seren- i'm i'm Seren- totally sold serendipity <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm writing that one down for the right up to serendipity all right uh, moving on to test number five uh bob why don't you take it away with the worst production the worst movie ever made presents Worst Production. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, the 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 original Star Wars trilogy was science fiction. It was geared towards people, not necessarily yeah. adults. Definitely not. Definitely wasn't just for kids. But the, yeah. the characters the characters were simple. They, uh, they, 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 they were un- understandable from any angle. Like if you were an adult, a child, whatever, there was yeah. no pandering going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is like two movies side by side running parallel through the entire storyline. Yeah. A kid's movie on one side and uh, a, a two adult of a movie on the other side. This so, is brilliant. Right. So, so we have, we have political overtones, right? Mm-hmm. Like trade federation, uh, voting senators, all that kind of shit, where not a single kid's gonna uh, uh, latch on. But and they don't. On the, but they don't have enough time because of the two movies to develop it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. That's it. And on the other side, running parallel is stepping in poop and uh, saying <laughs> saying how rude, <laughs> which, yeah. which by the way is a throw to one of my least favorite TV shows of all time, which is Full House. I hated that show when it was mm-hmm. out. I hated they, re- they rebooted it, and the stupid little girls in the show would always say, how wooed, and when Jar Jar did it, I, that, that's when I burned my dick uh, on that one, Chris, because I was, I was done. I was out. Yeah. I was completely out. So yeah, lines for the kiddos, science fiction language for the adults. It felt like two completely separate movies running side by side. Yeah. 
So uh, my my uh, phrase to to tag this was: Is this a kids' movie or a Star Wars movie? Okay, yeah. beautiful. All right, let me uh, let me throw that in. Oh, man, that I um I hadn't had that thought. And uh, okay, is yeah. it a kids' movie or a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Yeah, because I always saw, yeah. I always thought of the original trilogy. It was like, I always thought of it as like a space opera for kids. Like I always thought, like it wasn't intentionally geared for kids, but like it was like one of those things you could bring the whole family. Yeah, and like you had like the, the like the the wry sarcasm from like Harrison Ford, but you had like the Ewoks. And yep, there's and very there's little like, dark imagery that a kid couldn't uh, deal with. Yeah, and it's it's. It, it's like the the cartoons I used, like Rocco's Modern Life. I could watch that with Bowie. She could laugh at Heifer and Filbert falling down, but I could laugh at the shit that's way over my daughter's head. And yeah, sure. we could both sit down and enjoy the shit, same thing for different reasons. And and they yeah. did the worst job uh, possible here. Yeah. Um, yeah. The closest yeah. they got to the closest they got to slapstick in the originals were C three PO and R two D two being like the Laurel and Hardy. Of the yeah, series, but it was well written and well executed. Yeah, right. And they, they were part of the story. They weren't like dropped in. Yeah, right. They weren't completely insignificant. Otherwise, yeah, right. <clears throat> Man, that. Uh, yeah, Bob, you uh, blew my mind there. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Throw it to test number six, the most offensive. I'm ready for this. Damn it! I am tired of being. You get your together and you get your ass in the damn car. We're going. Now, damn it. Okay. Rob, my son played Death Grips on the way to the dentist this morning. Fuck yeah. (laughs) We had had it going in the car the whole way. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. All right, guys. Um, I would like to just say that this is the movie, not me. Okay, this is just okay. these are the through lines that I saw <laughs> that were offensive about the movie. This is not me saying you're, these things. You're just a guy asking questions. I'm a guy asking questions. Starting, we'll with, miss you, Chris. <laughs> starting with Asian aliens. Yep. <laughs> No, yeah. uh, Jar Jar is a black guy, right? I, I think I think Jamaican. I think that's what we kind of we we. This is what I was talking about. Um, yeah. Th- yep. This is this is very fucked up stuff. I yeah. um I hate to do this. Um, despicable romance where we're experiencing pedophilia as well. Yeah. Yes. Which was which was their choice. Yeah, it was a different uh, time, Chris. In the future, <laughs> it was a long time ago in a far, far, away. far away. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well put. Um, okay, this one's a little lighter. Anakin's mom name is her mom's. Anakin's mom's name is Shmi. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? Why is her name Shmi? <laughs> Is she Hook's best friend? <laughs> Trying to convince him not to kill himself all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Why is Shmi? 
Shmi. Obviously, I've already said, but I can't go without including it. Most offensive. Metachlorians ruined <laughs> Star Wars. It did, it really fucking did because like <laughs> the Force was a it was a cool thing. The, the Force was cool. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to cry. Yeah. All right. I've got one more, but it comes right. in the form of a 10 second clip called Space Camel. If that wasn't clear to you, that was yeah. a space camel fart. And yeah. Jar Jar Binks saying it smells bad. <laughs> yes. My, my daughter does that. Like, <laughs> it's literally like you were for a, like a three, three, three and a half year old. It's... Uh, well, I'm sure she, I'm sure she would find that uh, hilarious then. But um, probably I, I found it offensive. Yeah. Anything so else that's you guys want to include? Oh my God! Yes, uh, this is this one was hugely uh, debated. the The parts dealer, the guy that owned the slaves. Yes. Yep. Yes. He's yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and oh offensively God, I so. I can't believe I didn't see that. <laughs> offensively so. Oh, he's like, I don't. The mind tricks don't work on me. I just want the money. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> George uh, Lucas, shame on you. Yeah, yeah. Way to use the most offensive uh, human stereotypes as content <laughs> because yeah, you're right. because and, you're out of ideas. Yeah, and give him a give him a limp Gonzo nose just to tie the tie the ribbon. Oh my god, <laughs> too true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> Brutal. Oh my god. All right. Anything else or can we catch all this? Um just Space Congress. It's I yeah. I I I, I, yeah. I don't watch many things that have realism. I I I like you guys know I'm a cartoon guy. If there's political humor or something like that, that's like a byproduct of whatever plot's happening. I'm okay yeah. with that. But like I generally want to escape what I'm experiencing in my daily life when I'm being entertained. So you put on star Wars, you're like, Oh, it's a Senate hearing. That is fucking awesome. And we, we we obviously Rob, we obviously try not to be, uh, too political here. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's currently something going on in the United States, uh, that I, I am struggling. It has to do with Congress. And I am struggling to view it because um, even as important as it is to the history of our country, something I'll be explaining to my grandkids, uh, uh, you know, I hope I'm not really watching it. Like I kind of catch up on the highlights and stuff like that, you know, but I'm not, I don't really have four hours to just sit there and listen, you know, I, because (laughs) it's kind of, it's a little boring, you know, I, I, feel like I'm not a patriot for that uh, offense, but why am I going to watch go watch your Star Wars movie when we're doing that in a situation that's not explained to us very clearly and just isn't isn't wholly very interesting. So yeah, uh, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Separate them. It's like it's you could like that stuff in your real life, but like I want it when I'm decompressing. I don't want any more of that shit. No. 
I ever. want I want more uh, lightsaber duels. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool okay. space swords. Yeah. Are you guys ready for this fucking monumental catch all? Because we're gonna throw it to it right now. Yeah. Okay. I say I just go lightning round uh, again. Yeah. You guys interrupt. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do that. You know. You know. Every time that I say lightning round, the first time I'm like, "What do you guys think about that?" Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I'm like, so, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go for it. Starting with. We can't. The, the Asian alien men uh, are saying to the emperor, "We can't handle this Jedi." And then the emperor's like, "Kill them both." And they're like, "All right, <laughs> we, we're like totally terrified of these Jedi." But uh, I guess we'll just kill them now because you said to uh, send a lot of destroyers or droidicons. I don't know what they are because the Jedi call them destroyers, but the uh, Asian alien guys call them droidicons. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and throw like a hundred at them. I, 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 tr- I tried briefly to like follow the language, the character names, the robot names, and gave up. That was just too much. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I blame you. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying like if they can't handle three of them, they have to like escape. Why don't you throw 20 of them at them? Stop building 4,000 droids and build seven more droidicons, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, on the subject, when faced with the destroyers or uh, droidicons, do like a fucking Flash Gordon where they just like shoot off the screen at super speed. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was yeah. almost like a weird edit. It was like a fast-forward moment that I've never seen from a Jedi Uh before that and not since. So uh just had to point that out. Uh immediately following their departure from the space station where they were attacked and nearly killed, uh, we are met with Qui-Gon just running through a forest. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, how, how we don't know. Yeah, we have no idea why. Um, but on the subject, the droids run over their target and didn't know it. <laughs> They're actively searching for the Jedi and run him over and just keep going. Yeah. Uh, we kind of mentioned this already, but the Gungan city is pretty badass underwater. And it suggests yeah. uh, somewhat smarter beings than than what we're given uh, with the Gungan dialect anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned this too, but uh, the uh, Tapos or whatever his name is, the captain that um, interacts with Jar Jar to begin with, is definitely riding a land mammal uh, in the underwater city. And I'm wondering what yep. kind of torturous, um, dragging underwater scene uh, you had to, you know, perform to get the thing in there. I don't yeah. speculate. Uh, the core of the planet is a deep ocean. Doesn't that violate physics? I believe so. Yeah, for, for a sort of like water, yeah. Yeah, it, it should not, uh, your, your planet should have almost no gravity if it doesn't have a uh, solid yeah. metal core. Yeah, like mag- you need like something magnetic. for like Yeah, exactly, to, to, to kind of pull everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, mass attracts mass, so like, you know, if you have a planet, it's going to pull things down, but you need like the really heavy elements in the center for it to be as strong as Earth's gravity. 
which is what yeah. what we're experiencing on Naboo. I have one more thing about the core, if, unless you do. Please. Uh, uh, the whole reason Qui-Gon took Jar Jar was to have someone to navigate through the core, and then all Jar Jar says the whole time is, how do you know where you're going? <laughs> he doesn't yeah. he doesn't help no, at no, all. <laughs> no. It, it was a ruse. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he stays alive and becomes the Sith Lord that he is. Um oh, my God, I fucking hate that theory. Go on. Yeah, right. Um the droids are really stupid. We kind of said this already because they ran over Qui-Gon, but uh why are droids stupid if they are computers? And furthermore, um, like with the uh, where are you going? Here comes some, some human sarcasm. But also, why make them with um, human hand compatible weapons? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Just make their arms guns. Right. Or one arm. There, a gun. That is a very good point. <laughs> or their that face, way. arms, shoulders and feet. Everything. Make everything a gun. Yeah. They'd be unstoppable. <laughs> Yeah, just be that way, uh, yeah. when, you know, uh, Queen Amidala's little crew kills, quote unquote, the droids, uh, they can't take the weapons and then have more weapons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, oh, I love this one. I love this one. Padme's double, uh, who is posing as the queen, mm-hmm. is um, in the ship with Padme and the rest. They're all friendlies in the ship, right? Everybody knows yeah. each other. They know the jig. And Padme's double orders her, the real queen, to go clean R2-D2, and she does. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing, like, dish duty. Like, yeah. <laughs> why? I don't know. Uh, their spaceship needs to repair, uh, or they need to repair it. And the next closest planet to Naboo or whatever is off the grid, that and so it includes slavery. It's run by the huts, and uh, like Republican credits are not allowed there. It's no. it's the closest planet to one that's in a Federation debate. Mm-hmm. Just saying, struck me as strange. Um, yeah. Anakin is building C three PO. Of course, roll your eyes now because that's what I'm doing. Yes. Ugh, yeah. gross. Uh, Anakin is also the only human who can pod race. Yeah. That leads yeah, me course. to ask, um, what is it that Anakin does that no other human can do in the course of that uh, pod race? Because I didn't catch anything that he did that another human couldn't do. Oh, he's I guess driving. reflexes? Yeah. I guess. I, I, I feel like if you watch Formula One, uh, you, the, the guys are doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like how the chance die has three blue sides and three red sides. Uh, why not just flip a fucking coin then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, honorary dialogue mention. So this might have gone into my top ten. A character known as Kipster, who is Anakin's friend, says, This is so wizard, Annie. They were hoping that was going to catch on. <laughs> they totally were. They're were trying to like invent a slang. Like they like we're gonna change the lexicon. <laughs> yeah, stop, I think you're right. Stop, stop, stop trying to make wizard happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have some writer who, for the last thirty years, every script he's written, he, he slipped wizard. He, the wizard slip. Gave and then there's a huge mechanical spider. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 
Good stuff. Uh, hey, is that Greg Proops from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes, it is. He <laughs> yeah. plays Fode, the one of the the, the twins. Uh, announced yes, he does. The race. How about that? Uh, Jabba enters, and Fode, played by Greg Proops and his twin, also the entire audience goes, a booba Jabba the Hut. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the entire pod race is a trope. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I've seen that race a million times. Why are sand people allowed to fire on the race? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Um, he's never catching up after that late start. Never, ever. Otherwise, no. his pod is so much faster that he should win the race by a mile, right? There's, there's, if, yeah. if he has that fast of a startup after a delay, it's like it, it should be like a Mario Kart when you just you get that instant startup when you hit like forward and A at the same time, and then you hit every single speed pad, and then there'd be no competition. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Anakin is a fucking liar. If he built that ship, then why is it in a foreign language? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he bought foreign parts from like a third party pod vendor. He he slave bought them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he makes any money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what exactly did Annie uh, do? Oh, OK. I said that already. Uh, I said that Liam Neeson put in some work on this movie. We're We're quick to make fun of him. I think he was pretty good. I think you're joking right now, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I thought he was pretty good. The fact that he was able to be that subdued and calm for like three hours <laughs> is a testament to his restraint. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, Bob, what were you going to say? No, nothing. All right. I I felt that it was kind of weird that Annie is like sort of fine with just leaving his mom forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me get him one more quick hug. Yeah. Don't forget he can't portray emotions. He's not able to. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. That, that's 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 a good point. Uh, why is Qui Gon <laughs> here? We're faced with another Qui Gon running for no reason scene when he's running to the ship and away from a pleading Anakin just before Darth Maul. Is Rise attacks them in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Annie is like, wait, hold on, Qui Gon. He turns around. He's like, get down, Anakin. <laughs> and then, but he's he's like full on sprinting away from him. Very yeah. strange for me. That's that uh, scene had question marks all over it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and and here's another huge uh, question mark. Unless you want to go into a smaller question mark, Bob, right now. No, no. Okay, Darth Maul looks badass, right? He's the coolest element of the Phantom Menace. They, uh, they yeah. like had so much drip that you, so much merch that you can yeah. buy for Darth Maul, and you could not wait to see him on screen. And they gave him ten minutes. Yeah, it doesn't like Yoda kick his ass. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, uh, he he kills Qui Gon. In an epic yeah, fucking awesome battle, but that, that doesn't take very long. And then no. uh, uh, Obi-Wan comes in and cuts him in half. And that's yeah. all the Darth... I mean, the, other than the surprise attack there, that's really all the Darth Maul you get. And he's dead in the first movie of a trilogy 
yeah. where he is the coolest fucking element of the entire uh, prequel franchise. Yeah, mind blowing stuff yeah. for me. I don't know about you guys. Um, how are the drones going to get to the Gungans underwater? Don't know. Yeah, stealth though. <laughs> I mean, Hope that's the that's the that's the whole the, the quandary there for me. Okay. Uh, little Palpatine debate here. Mm-hmm. Is Palpatine just way too lame? Yes. I mean, uh, we're supposed to not know he's super evil. I mean, we do. Obviously, I mean, we know, right? Like, yeah. No, immediately. That that's Palpatine. I mean, they say so. The, the if Emperor, you're a kid watching it, if if, if 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 you're watching the kid movie arc. You don't know. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. True. Fair. fair, fair. <laughs> okay. Well, let me pose this question about Palpatine to you both. When he devotes his life to learning the dark arts and then reemerges into the political landscape of wherever the fuck he's from, isn't he completely unknown? And where is he from anyway? I just feel like he's going to struggle to become the senator wherever the fuck he's from if he mm-hmm. shows up at six years old and has no friends or family to back and up like his a, campaign. A 50 year gap in his resume. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was on a retreat at some lake yeah. in Minnesota. So I, I was finding myself. <laughs> yeah. Spe- speaking of finding yourself, have you ever seen, I have to find this online and send it to you. Star Wars euphemisms for masturbation. <laughs> No, but I'm into it. No, I think polishing. I think polishing the droid might be one of them. I don't remember, but <laughs> my my favorite one was uh, lightsaber practice with Han Solo. <laughs> That's a good one. That's really clever. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, no, Sorry. I'm gonna have to look that up too. I gotta jot that down with the Burger King thing. <laughs> okay, uh, Padme Amidala say no commission. Uh, they do not want to uh, the Supreme Chancellor to form a commission to go check out what's happening on Naboo. Instead, her plan is to, because that's not fast enough, remove the Chancellor, select nominees, endure a campaign, and then hopefully use the Chancellor Palpatine, who could possibly win, to end the war after. Uh, what takes longer, the commission... Or the entire campaign cycle for three different nominees who they have to choose. Oh, yeah, no. And then yeah. hope uh, with your three sided chance, uh, red, green, and blue die, that it happens yeah. to be Palpatine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It... Fuck you, I, I, imagine, I imagine he Jedi mind tricked everybody to make it go way faster. Yeah. Yes. Well, well Sith mind tricked. Yeah. I don't know what the other Jedi. Yeah, he was, right? He was a Jedi? I don't know. Uh, They lean way, way too heavily on uh, CGI. I mean, we can all agree. It's probably a conversation that we can really open up if you want to. Uh, But I don't feel like that's necessary. I I think the acting is a testament to, like, I think it it was groundbreaking in a way where, like, this movie was, like, entirely green screen, right? And I I think people people didn't know how to act and react to surroundings that actually weren't there during the shoot. And I think uh-huh. that's not necessarily a star Wars issue. I think any movie that ambitious that would have come out at that time would have had the same problem. 
Yeah, but, I, I but, completely agree. But they didn't, and Star Wars did. So big poo-poo on them for following through with it. They're in yeah. big doo-doo this uh, time. So, so yeah. the sets they did build. This is this is not. This is coming from my fact or no fact fact uh, edition. Uh, the sets they. Well, it's not coming from the. It's, it's something I skipped over. Uh, the yeah, sets yeah. they did build were only as high as the tallest actor, and the tallest actor was <laughs> Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson by a mile. So they actually had to spend yeah. an extra 150 grand to uh, to build sets high enough to be as tall as him, because everything <laughs> everything higher than him was CGI. Wow, that is cool. Yeah, weird. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool to know. I, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. Uh, why is the king of the Gungans uh, completely different, at least in head shape, from the other Gungans? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all have eyes that pop off of their head like like yeah. rabbit ears, and he's got them like square. He looks like a frog, and they do not. That yeah, maybe, maybe, such- he stirred, maybe he stirred them into his gelatinous head over time by going. <laughs> <laughs> that me, character me- was such a stooge. He reminded me of like the George W. Bush. Like I would never uh, want him to rule my country. But man, he's fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> Let me point something out, Chris, because you remind me. Because like I, I, I'm not noticing these things. I didn't notice them until like you brought them up. Um, okay. And I, I was reading something just to prepare for this, like which I normally don't do, but I wanted like some information um the the original trilogy they had like yeah. a fire a fire land a wind land like a earth like you know like an earth land a snow land you know they had like the four elements basically and okay it's like you you understood the set I, i'm sure i botched that because i haven't seen them in forever but like you had like a, a certain set that you understood and because you're like oh White snow, you know, danger. You're like you, you know, danger in the back of your mind, and you're able to focus on the dialogue and what's happening in front of you. Whereas sure. in, all the sets are so different in episode one that there's so much going on in so many different frames per second that like you're trying to immerse yourself in the story. And I missed out on like the fucking like top of the head thing because it's just too much. <laughs> there's too much fucking shit going on. It's constantly. Uh, sens- sensory overload. It's, it's over. It's overstimulating. And yeah, and like our generation is like you know we're good at like getting a lot of information like bombarded at us but like there's little, little things you've been pointing out throughout this episode i'm like oh yeah you're right like that doesn't make yeah. sense because i was focusing on like anakin or i was focusing on liam neeson's like weird ponytail um <laughs> so. well i um as i said this this was deeply disturbing for me i i have a personal story that i may or may not get into uh if you want to know email us um or i might just rant later We'll see. Um, Hey, I love you, Samuel L. Jackson, but we don't need you. We don't need you in this movie. Yeah. The star power is actually um, jarring for me. Yeah. It could have been any other actor of his quality and renown that would have done the same thing to me. Like, you. I, I feel like everyone else is relative. I feel like Liam Neeson might be the biggest name because yeah. Natalie Portman still isn't there. Uh, Ewan McGregor isn't there. In Christensen yeah. isn't there. Samuel L. Jackson is like a huge deal. And there he is sitting on this Jedi console all of a sudden. And I'm like, nah, like he, he's so many other characters that mean something to me. He shouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, that's how I felt. Yeah. Uh, I like that the sacred Gungan place is an ancient Mayan ruin. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's 20,000 Gungans. Yeah. Padme's sneaky team going through the city is so fucking obvious that it's funny. R2 mm-hmm. just happens to get sucked up into Anakin's ship. Yeah. Jar Jar, mm-hmm. the combat general. Ha ha ha. Uh, it's a good thing that Gungans use goop balls as weapons because they happen to be fighting a droid army. Thank God for that weapon reset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we'll handle this trope where the Jedi are going to face the Sith alone instead of all 70 of you attacking the, the Sith at once and killing him. Yeah. Problem solved. Um, amazing score. Amazing saber fight. Maybe the best of all the Star Wars. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Nah, like, I, I, lightsabers are always cool. Yeah. Like, even yeah, if you get like, always. The, the slightest modicum of like, like rudimentary choreography, it's still going to be cool. Because they're all the, like, like it's, it's awesome. I love, I love this lightsabers. Is, sure. And, and I completely agree. I feel like the first three, they actually suffer a bit because of the choreography in later movies. Uh, when yeah. you go back and watch them, it's kind of a lame sort of like they're not even at like fencing level um, swordplay. You know, it's yeah. a very basic tap, tap, tap kind of lightsaber duel. Yeah. Um, so this one between um, Qui-Gon and... Darth Maul mostly, but with Obi-Wan involved as well, is uh, of three actors that can move. Liam Neeson's still mobile, and uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's a body double the whole time, but they can they actually learn sequences that look fucking cool, whoever mm-hmm. it is. And there's an amazing uh, John Williams score in the background. It's like a whole chorus and choir. Like, it's it's... It's a really cool like fifteen minutes. I'll give it to him. Yeah, yeah. That's, that what, was- what what got me was uh, at the very beginning for the first time in 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 any of the movies they were using lightsabers for something other than fighting. Like he, he stuck it in the door and was like melting yeah. the door. I'm like, this yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I cool. thought there was going to be a lot more of that kind of stuff, like groundbreaking, like new yeah. uses for them, seeing them again, and they just it. That was it. That was the entire, uh, yeah. you know. Ingenuity they could they could uh, come up with, but yeah, yeah you're right, Chris. The fighting's much better. Yeah, I thought maybe I don't know. There's probably some some lightsaber duels in the newer movies that I mean it's Disney choreography, but that, I remember that one yeah. leaving an impression on me. An otherwise yeah. trash movie, I was like, man, that fight was cool though. Like, yeah. Uh, why would autopilot take Annie to the battle? Destiny. That seems like, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess destiny. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that there was a collective window grappling. <laughs> all, all nine of them grappled up the yeah. window at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Something really funny about that. Uh, I, 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 I caught that as well. I, I thought that was, I, I actually laughed because it was so, like, synchronized. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of, um, just kind of ridiculous. I, I'm not sure why. <laughs> Uh, it was musical the, theater. Here's a, yeah, here's a uh, a physics questions a question for you guys. Uh, in the universe of Star Wars, what's the upper limit on a force jump? Because uh, mm, yeah. I wonder, like, if you set your mind to it, can you jump forever upwards? 
because be like double uh, jump like in some video games. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's yeah, there's like a Luigi like if you if you push your legs enough, like fast enough, you can kind yeah. of flutter as well. Because yeah. Obi Wan uh, falls like thirty feet maybe, and like smacks his shoulder on like a uh, the like the floor of the next like level down on this like cool scene that they painted for us. Anyway, the yeah. point is, he gets up uh, uninjured, by the way, and then leaps yeah. all the way back up those 30 feet yeah. with his lightsaber and then runs after the uh, the attacker again. And I'm just wondering, what's uh, was was that the absolute limit on how high you can jump as a Jedi? I don't know. Yeah. Not yeah. And, and can you double jump? That's the important question. Yeah. I do want yeah, to know. Gotten double jump. You maybe you unlock it when you become a master Jedi and not a Padawan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jar Jar lands on his nuts. That's super hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah. The Gungan Peace Treaty electricity ball thing. What's that? Uh, n- no explanation needed. <laughs> it just looks. It looks so cool. Like when you put your hands against it, little like lightning beams go to your fingers. That's what it was. The Gungans are are so like um, mesmerized by this stupid technology that we had in 1974 uh, that they are <laughs> willing to cement a peace treaty on the basis of this minor technology. Yeah, I, I guess just entertain them with this, Rob. I think uh, we should just not do the shitcoin. Let's do it next week. Yeah, it ain't we'll going it. anywhere. We got we got the screenshots. We're gonna do it next week, guys. Sorry, uh, we're running long. I think we still have a couple segments to go. Uh, we're at like an hour twenty right now. If that's oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. I I just don't want to wear the listener out. That's all. I'm I'm thinking okay. of you guys at home. Yeah. We nice. don't want to go two hours and fifteen minutes on content uh, that is the Phantom Menace because yeah. that's what they did to us, and that's why we're pissed. So we'll throw mm-hmm. it to the fact or no fact right now. Worst movie ever made presents Fact or No Fact. I can't wait to lose again. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Two to one. (laughs) All right. So, uh, the Fact or No Fact this week, I was stuck between two names, um, both surrounding Jar Jar Binks. It was either Jar Jar Stinks, which is juvenile, like this movie. Or uh-huh. uh, Jar Wars. Uh, I like oh, Jar Wars nice. better. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that one's for the <laughs> That was exactly. Oh, that, not, now you're thinking the way I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the five, five bits of information, one of them is real. The other four have been made up for your entertainment. Okay. okay so starting with George Lucas took no salary for directing this movie. Okay. Okay, that's the first one. Second one, Jar Jar character was modeled after a young Jerry Lewis. You know, because he was funny in France. Uh, (laughs) Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage was cast as Qui-Gon, but he did the Scorsese movie Bringing Out the Dead instead. Uh, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, sued the studio for defamation of character. All right, because people hated him. 
and lastly, Mark Hamill's grandkids, well, two of them, played uh, two of those young friends of Anakin in that pod race scene. Okay. okay. I've got so, it. did George Lucas do it for free? Did Jar Jar Jerry Lewis, Nick Cage cast, mm. suit for defamation, or Mark Hamill's grandkids? Rob? That's tough. Okay, so... I'll, I don't know what you're bringing out. The dead came out. I thought that was like 97. Um, it was 99. It was 99. That is a yeah. great movie. Um, you know what? If he did, which I, I don't think that's the truth, but if he did good for him, because bringing out the dead is a great fucking movie. Um, it is. Jar Jar mile after young Jerry Lewis. I mean, like I like the old Jerry Lewis flicks like Aaron boy. Like, that That's a great movie. Um, I don't see the resemblance, so I'm going to rule that out. I'm going to rule out Nicolas Cage. Defamation. I mean, unless the studio actually defamed him, like you can't like star in a role, get made fun of by millions of people potentially and blame that on the studio. You're the one that took the role. So if we sued, it wouldn't have been successful, but I don't, I don't think so. So I'm torn between no salary and Mark Hamill. I'm going to say George Lucas took no salary because I mean, he could have taken a shitload of equity or something. So, um, or like stock options or like just because you're not taking a salary for the job you're working on. If there's other residuals you could take in, that's worth more money Then why would you take the salary? It's easier to write off the other shit because it's like passive income. Um, so I'll do number one. George Lucas took no salary for directing. I'm glad you did that. Um, I was, I was between three, uh, Jar Jar, Jerry Lewis. I don't know. Who knows? Cage Qui Gon thing. I know that Cage wants to wanted to be involved in a Star Warsian Harry Potterish universe. I don't know if that's because he might have been uh, cast as Qui Gon, but I don't really think so. The, like you, your point about the defamation suit was uh, heard by me, and uh, I'm no longer considering it. So I was also between Lucas uh, not taking a salary and Hamill's grandkids. Um, I'm debating whether or not Bob has clued us in with the Hamill's grandkids thing by, by giving us the non-compliant, um, ear, uh, like ear to nose chain piercing chick with tattoos from, uh, whatever movie that was. Uh, (laughs) so anyway, short story, I'm going with Hamill's grandkids because this is what Bob has done before, but he might be doing this to throw the scent off. Uh, but I don't want to not go with it just because I had the thought that it might be the old reversal and then feel even worse when it is that. So I'm going okay. Hamill's grandkids. All right. Well, uh, I, I made the mistake of making this list after watching it. So my creativity was just drained out of me. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> I'll do it. So, yeah, George or Jerry Lewis. That was the dumb one I made up. Um I, I looked up Nick Cage movies 99 and I found out Bring Out the Dead. I'm like, oh, I love that movie. I'm like, that would make sense. He'd do Scorsese, but I made that up to, totally. Yeah. Nice. Um, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, uh, was suicidal, um, uh, but he did not oh sue anyone. God. So it's like a Millie Vanilli. Yeah. 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 He he was not in a good place. Good. My Lord. headphones just gave out. My, can you still hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll just speak as if I can hear myself. Um, Mark Hamill's son was in the movie, oh. but not as a child. He was an adult. Wow. So that's where I got that information from. Uh, so yes, George Lucas, just like Rob said, yeah, look at that celebration. 
George Lucas, he opted for all the merchandising, opted for basically every penny he could get aside from salary. That this is amazing. We are a two-two tie. Yeah. At the end, yeah, I'm gonna go find season. some headphones while you guys hash this out. Yeah. Rob, it's the end of the season. Uh, this yeah. is episode eight. Uh, we are now at a two-two tie with your clutch fucking victory. So I guess nobody watches uh, the worst movie of the season at half speed. Thank God, because I wouldn't yes. want to watch a four and a half hour I, version of the Phantom fucking Menace. <laughs> I still owe you guys Cat in the Hat. And it's listen, it's not for a lack of um, I want to do it because I think if we go live and do a Q and A, it'd be really funny. But yes. I just I relatively new laptop. I have like a, like weird work obligations, and I'm just trying to figure out a way to do a picture in picture. So yes, I could watch yeah. it and do that on my on my desktop through Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. So if you guys know how to do that, email me. I, I'm, I'm not like yeah, I'm not like tech, I'm not technically illiterate, but like if if someone knows the way to do it, I could follow the instructions and do it. Um, if you know the odd best way to do that, yeah. let us know. Um, yeah. I think it'll be the um, start of a beautiful thing on our YouTube channel. But uh, for now, Rob, why don't we send it to your alternate ending? Sure. Let me just pull up the soundboard because I had my window open. Let's see. Alternate ending. There we go. Or you can do this or you can do that. Or you can do this or you can do that. Or you can do this or you can do that. Just pick one. Space Congress overturns Space Row versus Wade. <laughs> and then Space Twitter does its thing. Liam Neeson drives through the Death Star in an ice road truck while unknowingly being manipulated <laughs> by a space insurance mercenary who wants the Death Star money. Oh, my God. That's, the that's fantastic. I, that is good. And topical. I, <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Uh, you guys want to hear some bad credit names? Do I ever. Oh, please. George Boner. Okay, just to start off, they listed Jabba the Hutt as playing himself. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> what funny. Is, what does that mean? I don't is, know. His, is his voice entirely um, created then? Yeah, weird. Like, is the audio not actually from a human? I, I'm yeah. totally confused. Uh, Gavin Bouquet. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Ben Burt. Right. Yeah, two, two first names. He's got the two first names. Yeah, on, yeah. Double, double Dukes. This one's weird. Uh, Friday, Liz Wilson. Okay. Mm. First name Friday, she goes by Liz. Hmm. Uh, first name and last name, just one name, guy's name, I'm assuming, is Jin. Ah, okay. Like, like the drink. Uh, yeah. And this one was just too close to an actual character from the movie. I could not uh, exclude Kathy Smee. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> uh, another person calling themselves Tiger. All right. Uh, Todd. Uh, oh, no, no. It's not Todd. It's Toad Tozer. Okay. No uh, quotation marks or anything. Yeah. Mm. His name is Toad Tozer. Okay, now we get a little silly. Right. Barry, Barry Angus. Okay. Like the beef. Mm. All right. 
Andy's Rebang Jaundice. <laughs> That's the best one. Yeah. Uh, so far, I have two more. Okay. I think uh, this must have been the person that played the uh, the spaceship dealer on Tatooine. His name mm-hmm. is uh, Benton Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, his last name is Jew. Yeah. And then the clear, obvious winner, because I am a uh, moral degenerate, Ellen Poon. Yep, that's the clincher right there. How many poons have we had in this show? I think like that's 30. the third poon, yeah. I think we've got three poons. Good for us. We must be very popular if we've got three poons. Yes. It's um, a poon boon. <laughs> uh, all right, let's compare the movies. We'll play our little mini game and we'll go home. Uh, right. Now that we're probably running long. Uh, Cyborg versus the Phantom Menace. <clears throat> Starting with the worst of its kind. Cyborg was negative 22.4 in the worst of its kind. However, it was walloped by the Phantom Menace at a negative 40.2% and also worst of its kind. Here's where it gets a little confusing, I suppose. I guess the result is obvious. Uh, Bob Pitch, Bob and Rob both would make it and a three-star for Cyborg. Phantom Menace is a 3.25 star, uh, but Bob and I would not make it, so it would not be made. I guess it wins, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dialogue is worth uh, for Cyborg. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. The acting as well, correct? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're at a two-to-two tie going into production, where we have Cyborg's Enron Accounting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Up against, um, it's a kids movie. Is it a kids movie or is it a Star Wars movie? The the parallel movies running um together but not in unison i think it's worse i think the parallel is worse because it, you at least in cyborg they there's no confusion as to what you're watching you know it's bad you know the acting's terrible but you 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 can set that aside mentally and go all right this is the story for the next hour and a half whereas when yeah. you have two movies trying to happen at once and like um um, I was telling you guys about the Red Letter Media thing. Their biggest criticism is like, there's no protagonist in this fucking movie. Yeah. Until yeah, yeah you right. don't know who you're rooting that's for. True. So like, it's that's true. a big problem. At least you know Jean Claude Van Damme like has something at stake. You don't know who has what at stake until way too late in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very fair point. Um, so yeah, uh, Bob, you agree we're going with the uh, parallel movie issue? A hundred percent, yes. In that event, I'm going to throw it to Demerits first. Uh, music for Cyborg, major Demerit. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I wrote, and um, you know, feel free to add here, but just a deep, deep disappointment. The, yeah. the hype centered around this movie for what it delivered is a huge Demerit for me. That's true. Yeah. No, anything uh, that anything that's hyped up that long just it never lives up to it. Like like I said, tools. No, it's album. never going to. Yeah. Uh, but this didn't even approach it. This was like yeah. uh the difference between um I don't know, the Phantom Menace and the Empire Strikes Back. Wink wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Um Do you guys want to add anything to demerits? No, just no. Too okay. long without so saying anything. Yeah. 
That's it. Just too okay. long. Didn't say anything. Like just nothing. There's nothing there for too me. Long, like, no message. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to add that because then there's no debate whether or not um, the demerits outweigh cyborgs. Clearly, the fandom menace wins that as well, giving us a four to two. We'll play the mini game anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asian-y town, Asian-y music, or Asian aliens? <laughs> Asian aliens, just because, like like I said, like if it was any other setting in, in Cyborg, the music uh-huh. would have matched it stereotypically. So, like, it just, it just happened to be Asian. Bob? Yeah, I'll go with that, that logic as well. Okay. Uh, repeat flashback footage, meaning, like, literally the same footage again. <laughs> uh, or any Jar Jar footage at all. Jar Jar. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll so go with the charger. No need for the extra round, but do you want to hear it anyway? Yes. Beach sex turned down, or now uh, <laughs> a a an obvious Jew stereotype. <laughs> obvious Jew. Stereotyping <laughs> <laughs> Jews is terrible. I had South Park reference. Yes, I had a uh, space camel fart joke, but uh, this wins clearly. Okay, so obviously, um, and this is going to be fun for our eventual tournament, which we I don't know if we'll do again. Um, mm-hmm. But the Phantom Menace is the worst movie of the season, according to okay. the account. I'm uh, okay with only beat one movie, and that one movie only beat one movie that only beat one movie. So yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have a hard time deciphering. I mean, it is. I I would say it's worse than anything else we watch uh, this yeah. season, including Gotti. I would sit down with somebody for laughs and watch Cyborg. I don't yeah. want to sit through Phantom Menace ever again. I agree. Not, and we Cyborg's the movie. Like you'd be like, you're like, oh fuck you, and you like throw a fistful of popcorn at the TV, and everybody laughs, and like it's funny, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. but Phantom Menace, you throw a fistful of fist at the screen. You, you shoot your TV, and you can't watch <laughs> it anymore. And then you burn your penis. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. Why don't we uh, refer them to our media and let Bob say something before we cut us cut us off? <laughs> 